0: WNRI race fans, are you ready? It's time for those most famous words in motorsports. Please welcome the host of Race Chatter, Wayne Bobber, to give the command. Drivers, start your engines. And it's another Monday night, six oh five on Smoker ninety nine point nine FM WNRI and I cannot believe it. After eight solid years of the race chatter on Monday nights, we're coming to an end of another racing season. The big boys are down in Texas fighting the weather gods. Uh, rain yesterday, rain all day today. Uh, we checked at about 5.30 on J's computer, and it looked like they're still in a holding pattern, not at the airport, but at the racetrack. So I can't give you any results on uh, the second or third or fourth driver making the final chase. The only one that's in so far was Joey Logano after his outstanding win, a local Connecticut racing uh, performer up there. Now, also, we started the season with uh, David Grinslet, uh, a five-time host um, caller on the race chatter here, and uh, he didn't let us down. Of all the New England racers, he is proud to announce he's the 2020 Claremont Street Stock Champion with 578 points. Uh, Second place on that was Cody Schoolcraft at a distant 484. And David uh, wanted to uh, center on getting the championship for basically his home track, and jer- uh, Jerry pick uh, all around the other NASCAR point awarding tracks, Monaghan Speedway, Hudson, uh, Lee, all of the others, and his formula worked out. The engine lasts the entire year. It blew up in the final race. He's gonna to have to freshen it up. And he's the only driver that we've been reporting on that is now the NASCAR all around NASCAR National Division two champion. And that's on home tracks by NASCAR. Advanced Autopots is the primary sponsor of these awards. And by racing at Lee. Manadnack, Hudson, and Claremont, 23 starts, 12 wins, 20 top fives, and, get this, 23 top tens. For nationwide awarding points on that unique system they have, a total of 402, over Adam Gray from Stafford Speedway. A lot fewer races, but it's a very complicated formula they use on Division II. And Adam Gray, uh, the late model champion, uh, racing at Stafford and Claremont only, those two tracks, with only six wins, accumulated 400 points. A distant third was Jared Weston, who races at uh, Claremont and Adams Speedway for six wins and 396 points. So congratulations to David Grinslet, uh, the whole country, NASCAR Division Two national champion and a frequent flyer right here on the award-winning NASCAR small market winner again. You know, there's a lot of repair garages in Northern Rhode Island. Tire dealers, oil change specialists, new car dealers. We have a high-performance specialist, too, that sponsors with our show. Been with us since day one. And I'm proud to announce that D&B Performance is staying on for another season. Big D&B Performance Automotive Repair at 91 South Main Street, Pasco, Rhode Island, 401-710-9800. If you're coming up from Route 295, take Exit 7B onto Route 44, then at the lights in Chipachet, bear right onto Route 100. Complete repair and service of domestic, foreign cars, and light trucks. High-performance work is their specialty. Already since 2000 in the town of Burraville. Engine diagnosis, suspension, Rhode Island State inspection. They do a real bang-up job with air conditioning, CV work, all kinds of axle work and fuel injection. All mechanics are ASE certified and Auto Advanced Level specialists in engine performance. They specialize in Ford high performance and engine rebuilding. Not just a changer of parts, engine rebuilding. They'll get their hands dirty. They've worked on the Tasca Ford race program from 1984 through 1997. Again, local jobs and local tax Stop by for an appointment or an estimate of any repair or preventative maintenance. Call 401-710-9800, and that's Dawn and Customer Service, one of the best in the business at DMV Performance and Automotive Repair, 91 South Main Street, beautiful Pasco, Rhode Island, 401-710-9800. No, also now that's going back to a five-day operation instead of the 12, four 12-hour 12 days and having a three-day weekend. They're back to the winter hours, and also the addition of the machine shop services has really expanded their uh, business base. A great, great move on Bob's part, an experienced machinist. They're all ASC certified up there. And also uh, tonight's limousine and transportation, uh, transportation services provided by CJ Trans of Fairbanks and also Sunoco Race Fuels. Sunoco Race Fuels, get that 110 octane, take out that classic car or that hot rod you got, put that tank in. You don't have to put any additive in for the octane booster. You'll have all the octane and boost you need right there. SunocoRaceFuels.com for a location near you. Harvest Moon Health Foods, Group 21, Unit 4, Colonial Plaza in Putnam, Connecticut, 860-928-2352. Healthy Foods for a Healthy Lifestyle, Gluten-Free Products, Over 100 Dried Herbs, Nuts and Seeds, Healthy Snacks. Help your body to reinforce its immune response, hemopathic and herbal allergy relief. We stock quality brand manufacturers, including Against the Grain, Rudy's, Nature's Plus, Batlins Organic Oils, Food for Life, and so much more. Natural honey and organic coconut sugar, raw milk elderberry for flu remedies consumer friendly hours on monday through wednesday 10 to 6 p.m thursday to saturday 10 a.m to 5 p.m and sundays 11 a.m to 3 p.m dot net, Unit 4, Colonial Plaza, Putnam, Connecticut. 860-928-2352. Proud sponsor of Brian Tag. And the number nine in the late model at Thompson Speedway. Get you up to date on the number nine, the last big race of the year at the Thompson World Series in the late model division. Uh, Brian was in that championship car, Crazy Horse, number nine MA Mass, Black Darth Vader car, and in the heat. A second lap totaled the car, and it's going to be a long winter rebuilding that car. We'll see if we'll go late model racing next year. Let's see what kind of schedule we have possibility at Thompson Speedway or maybe rejoining the ACT Tour. But the car should be prepared by then. Folks, if you or someone you know is celebrating a birthday and you want Wayne to announce it on his program, just send him an email. His address is Wayne, WNRI, at Yahoo.com. Help make that special someone feel like celebrating with a birthday shout out on WNRI. Thank you, Johnny. And today we have Johnny Lavoy, sixty one years old today, Tom Ornsby from his family. He's a avid listener every Monday night on the award winning Race Chatter, right here on w one com. Uh Dickie Potts, sixty four today, and a one time acquaintance turns fifty three today. Uh Keith Urban, one of the most underrated guitar players I have ever met in my life, from his uh Wife, Nicole Kidman. A big happy birthday. 53 today for Keith. Okay, we'll get you up to court up here on the NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoor Truck Series. Uh, 37 race games were down in Texas. Uh, Sheldon Creed, driving a number two Chevrolet, comes away with the win and gets his spot in the Final Four over in uh uh, Phoenix is going to be the uh, donation, uh, destination this year for the championships. He joins Brett Moffat and another Chevrolet in a 23, two spots of the four. Uh, next week, October 30th, is going to be down in Martinsville for a real banger down there. Xfinity Series Harrison Burton. Uh, my daughter Kim's one of his favorite drivers. We knew the dad, the two Burtons, John and uh, Jeff, and Ward. Uh, gets his third win in the Xfinity Series driving a 20, but he is not in the qualification for the final four. He gets his third win, third win of the year, but he had not been in the running in the top four for the chase for the race and that. Uh, Polls in sitter number 98 who led most of the year uh, in the Final Four already, uh, had all kinds of uh, mechanical and uh, crash problems on that. Again, the cup race in Texas is in a rain delay. If anybody has any change on that, WayneWNRideJahoo.com, I would gladly appreciate that. Joey Logano, who calls Connecticut home, driving a 22 Ford, is already in the Final Four. He's already got one championship over his belt. They have Texas today or tomorrow, depending on the rain, November 1st at Martinsville. And then the championship will be crowned on November 8th in Phoenix, Arizona. Again, this will be the last uh, uh, show of the race chatter for 2020. And then we'll be back uh, probably the following week after the Daytona 500. We'll see how the pandemic goes for 2021. And uh, we give a recap of all the driver changes and sponsor changes for that up-and-coming racing season. And then we uh, get off the air, and we come right back on from April through the last week of October on New England Short Track Racing. And just a little bit of flavor on the top divisions in NASCAR. One of our favorite divisions, and uh, Keith Irvine loves this division, the NEMAs. October 24th over at New London Waterford Speed Bowl on their crazy season this year. I believe they got about nine races in. They had 12 race teams compete in the full NEMA. And uh, Avery Store comes away with another win. Young talent driving a 39, a uh, Bertrand uh, prepared car. John Zitz Jr., who uh, won over at Thompson Speedway in the World Series, proved it was no fluke. The former champion comes away with a second-place finish, uh, driving that car prepared by his dad. Uh, Third was number 48, Todd Bertrand, who was also crowned the 2020 champion. He didn't figure on going for the championship year this year. It's just the way it turned out. Now, one of his other cars, Randy Cabral, with over 50 career wins, followed him right across the victory lane there. 4th place, driving the 74. And Matty O'Brien made the trip up, driving the 16, to round out the top 5. Again, Todd Bertrand, driving the 48, is crowned the champion this year. And the owner on that is himself, Bertrand Motorsports. As many as 4 or 5 cars sponsored by Bertrand Motorsports in most of the races this year. He is the division. Nema Lights, 18 race teams showed up from all around the country. And local boy here, we talked about him last week. What an up and coming uh, talent to go for Avery Store and uh, Locke and a few of the others. Jake Trainer from Medway, Massachusetts. 29 is the number of the car. Victory Lane. What a party that must have been. Kyle Valerie comes in second, driving to 17. Joey Bailey from Monroe, New Jersey, made the trip up in the 21 for a third-place finish, over Richie Coy from Haskell, New Jersey, driving a 19, and the longtime favorite of mine, Jim Santa Maria, kept the car in one piece and didn't blow it up. Burlington, Connecticut, is home for a fifth-place finish, driving that Hot Rod 97. Champion for the Neiman Lights for the year, a three-time guest on the race track P.J. Sturgios, by owner Bill Sturgios, comes away with the win for the championship, driving that hot rod number 11. Well deserved. A real low-budget team, backyard racer going against the, uh, the bigger clubs. Well deserved. New London Waterford Speed Bowls. I believe it was 10 races they got together late in the year with all the improvements down there. Let's see what's on the docket for 2021. S.K. Light, Wayne Burroughs, who had clinched a week earlier, is the champion in that to go along with four championships, two in the Monster Minis and two in the Minis at New London and Thompson Speedway. The police informant uh, expert gets away his S.K. Light's first championship. Mini Division, a very heartfelt thank you in Victory Lane. Our uh, passing of his father uh, really acknowledged strong. There wasn't a dry eye in the house. Mini stock champion Doug Curry dedicated everything to his dad, who passed away this year. Now, the Howard Cosell of racing, and a great guest on the race chatter. You love him or you hate him, and sometimes he drives a, a station wagon. Gets that extra length in the front there at Victory Lane on one of those close finishes. But Sean Monaghan proved there was no fluke, and he has this spa limited sportsman division winner with the 55 winning six out of ten races in that division Uh, jason palmer come away with the late model and in the trucks was ken cassidy who made the big transition from the monster minis over to the trucks and now over 70 career wins in his racing career Uh, rocco did enter the last race of the year i don't know why he just likes to win he won three out of the six races he raced at New London Waterford. No NASCAR points or anything like that. But uh, Rocco seems to be very, very busy as an owner, operator, and a leasee. He leases a lot of cars out in all the divisions now. And who better to lease them from? And don't forget, you got to pay him to repair them if you crash them up. So he's got a good thing going. That's off to him. A young man, 31 years old, approaching. I was doing my math here tonight, and he grabbed that last win at uh, the World Series. He was two for two at Thompson this year, and now he's three for six at New London Waterford. He won four or five races up at Stafford and the championship. And if I do my math right, I think it all adds up to bibbity bobbity boo 292 career wins. Unbelievable. And he's still like 31 years old. He's going to be up in that four, 500 range because he's at the top of his game and he's got the target on his back. Everybody's trying to pick him off on that. He also went out with a bang. He had already clinched, but Keith Rocco won the last race at Stafford also. So I could add that total on there too. Over Todd Owen and Ronnie Williams, the last points race of the night. Mike Christopher Jr., fourth and Tyler Leary, fifth. The late model, last race of the year up at Stafford. We had uh, the young friend, Tommy. Tommy went winless this year in the late models. But his son won the race, Tommy second. Adam Gray with all those national points. And the late model champion for Stafford in 2020. Paul Root and Daryl Keane rounded out the top five of that 18-car field in the late model. SK Light had a four-time winner, Jonathan Pueo. Uh, won the 20 lap feature over Derek Debus, who was actually the champion of that division and won that prestigious $2,300 race earlier in the year. Stevie Chapman won then and won later on the weekend, too, in the next week. George Bissett and Norman Sears, 21 Carfield. Alexander Fern, a Women in Racing 2020 again, comes away with another win. So the daughter wins a race, the son wins a race, and dad finishes second And three of the cars. Andrew Durant second, Matt Clement third, Leon was fourth, and Lavoie fifth. Very light field on that, 11 cars. Street Stock 20-lap event, Frank Leotoyle gets to win. Uh, Zach Robinson second place in a back-to-back championship uh, because... Uh, Megan Fuller was taken out in that race on the uh, last couple of wind-down laps of the race. She had the points championship all locked up, and uh, the car that took her out was got, got the DQ for the race. You'll have to live with that from here on in. So they did the interview after the race, and uh, they come up with a strategy. Uh, father and uncle, two former modified champions, with all that racing experience, uh, decided maybe this is the time, after two or three years, they've won everything in sight at different tracks and should have had a championship, why don't we move up? So, the bait went out there. I believe it was a Keith Rocco car because he, he assisted an awful lot on it. And, you know, he has the cars ready to go. So she made her debut uh, this past weekend on Saturday on a special non-points race, an SK light race. So Megan Fuller is now an official modified driver and got the car home in one piece. We got the results on that, too, coming up right now. That was that $10,000 win open uh, modified race up there. And uh, the SK Light Modified 25-lap feature non-point race, again, was won by Tyler Chapman, another Chapman a relative, Stephen Chapman, second, and Brian Sullivan rounded out your top three. And they received some very special awards from Northeast Race Car Parts and Speed. Uh, Shane stepped to the plate on that and handed out some hefty, hefty prizes and hardware for that. Jonathan Palio, uh you know, uh, proved there was no fluke of the year with the four wins there and other wins over at the London Waterford for a fourth-place finish. Uh, the champion overall, Derek Debus, was fifth. Outstanding feel on that, too. Uh, 22 cars. I'm looking at it right here, and women and racing excelled in this race. Uh, Megan Fuller, on her debut in the SK Light, uh, qualified, got into the race, finished 14th. In one piece. Amanda West with a third place finish on the year for her best finish. Finishes 15 today out of Colchester. And uh, we got Alina Bryden out of West Springfield, Mass. Was also in the field too. So that's three or four in the SK Lights there. And there's three or four in the SK Lights over at New London Waterford too. I'll go along with all the female drivers up in monadnack Speedway. So for 2021... That 10-minute uh, uh, segment I do about 10 minutes past uh, six on the show is probably really going to be expanded in women and racing, and we're glad to do it. Okay, the Street Stock Exhibition for the Big Modified Weekend had frankly a win uh, winning back-to-back to gain valuable momentum for 2021. He is a former champion. Adrian Paradise III, Travis Heider, uh, Brent Gleason who uh, moved up and made the transition from uh, Thompson Speedway, Uh, got his best finish of the year, finishing fourth, hard-nosed racer, him and his brother. And I'm looking at it right here. Larry Barnett, even though he worked 73 hours on the 73 car, changed the 73 gear ratio from Thompson Speedway back to Stafford on the flat flat track and finishes the year out very happy, 17th place finish. But all in all, I think he finished in uh, five or six races and like, added that learning curve late in his year. you got to love Larry Ledford Barnett. You know, we have the same uh, hairstylist because we're both bald. That's part of our show. I'm going to get wound up here. It is 625. We're trying to get all the feature winners and the big winners from the weekend and point champions on the different tracks in our final show. Now, while I'm changing all my paperwork and getting my sponsors ready for the second half, we've got to talk about Northeast Race Cars and Speed. Uh, Shane Hopkins and Raylene made the big investment buying it from Brad LaFontaine this year. And pick up a ship daily by 11 o'clock from Six Hill Road in Harrowsville, Rhode Island. 401-710-9992 or 1-800-766-4748. Open 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. They share the same building as Hopkins Brothers Auto Repair. Herbie mans the store while Shane's out racing. Best brake job in Northern Rhode Island. Race car parts supplier and custom fabrication. They'll actually build you a race car. They've got the jigs, they've got the mechanics, they've got the experience. Chassis setup, Simpson, MSD Ignition, Willwood, Moroso, and so much more. Race car parts and service from a career-long racer, Shane Hopkins. And also some uh, specials to uh, pass on to you. Uh, Spot and Chemicals, SD20, $4.99 a can. Uh, Sunoco 5-gallon jerry cans. Bassett Racing Wheels for the late models in the act. And Sweet Manufacturing, with all those chrome goodies, all the hoses and stuff like that, 15% off anything in the catalog by mentioning the uh, race chatter and W1RI Wayne Barber. Right there, Northeast Race Car parts and Speed and Hopkins Auto Repair, same roof, 401-710-9992. Your eyes on the drums. JR in a cage here in charge admission. Chase Dowling pockets a $10,000 prize and a call-before-you-dig modified classic over at Stafford Speedway. Over 50 modifieds made the trip for the last big race of the year for that $10,000 prize. NASCAR drivers, Volante drivers, you name it, the best of the best, including... You know, Mr. Matt Hirschman up there going for a championship, and he hadn't raced at Stafford in a long time. But Chase Dowling took on the home track advantage of Victory Lane in the Call Before You Dig Modified Classic at Stafford on Saturday. Uh, Dowling, the driver of the s asphalt paving machine owned by Ben Dodge, rolled to the dominant win in the inaugural Tri-Track Open Modified Series race at the Connecticut flat half-mile. The race win came with a smooth 10000 check, courtesy of CBYD and TriJack. Just a small portion of the purse that was over $58,000 for a modified race. 32 cars started the race, while 51 modifieds showed up in the pit area to try to qualify. It was the largest and most talented modified field seen in the race in multiple decades of racing. Dowling took the lead on lap 12, led through lap 30, when he pitted during a controlled caution, then blasted back to the front to take the top spot for the final time on lap number 39. He would hold off Mr. Money, 60 Matt Hirschman, on multiple restarts in the second half of the race to win. While Dowling celebrated the victory, Hirschman clinched his fifth career overall tri-track title. Driving that hot rod number 60 modified. Ronnie Williams made a late charge to finish second, followed by Hirschman. NASCAR Whalen modified tour champion Justin Bonsignori, who made his 2020 tri-track debut. And Matt Swanson were all in the race. The major wreck of the race happened off turn two on lap number 30, just after the cycle of control caution pit stops. Doug Kobe. Had a mechanical failure at the green flag and stacked up the outside lane, multiple cars wrecked, drawing a caution and Turn one. It was in turn two where most of the carnage happened, when uh, Woody Pitcat and Stan's Mertz, beautiful prepared number red six, a former champion down at Thompson Speedway, without a win that year, ended up halfway up the wall on the side of his car, and that's how it shut off. I couldn't believe how much gas came out of that carburetor. Uh, Pit Cat, John McKennedy, Dave Sappensee, and others escaped without injury, but were sidelined for the rest of the race. After staying out early, NASCAR Cup Series regular Ryan Priest, who made the uh, trip, frequent flying miles for him this weekend, uh, just before his birthday, too, elected to pit during the uh, lap number 39 caution, but was collected in a multiple car wreck in turn three, Ending his chances. The race came down to Dowling charging through and pulling away. And i got to tell you, now that I'm having a little memory flashback, Shane Hopkins predicted this kid would go big. Chase Dowling, with me, four years ago, in his garage, he said, Wayne, watch out for Chase Dowling, Tommy Barrett, Derek Griffin. He could tell that talent coming up right through. And it came right to the top again. I just had a flashback on that. And Chase and uh, Shane, you were right again. The race came down to Dowling charging through and pulling away while Williams Hirschman and all the others tried to chase him down. Old Richard Savory finished sixth, followed by even an older, less Hinkley, Todd Owen, Ron Silk, Burt Myers made the trip, who started from the pole. I believe he's a New Jersey driver. I, he does the uh, Wayland, uh Modified Southern Division. Outside of the winning purse and the 32-car starting field worth the prizes, which including just a $1,000 just to take the green flag. Multiple drivers also increased their paydays by winning the many contingency awards. One of the highlights was Owen picking up an additional grand for the Green Construction Hard Charger Award after having to take a promoter's uh, provisional to get into the race and start dead last. A full list of the contingency winners is below. Uh, Noah Corner was a victorious in a 25-lap B Main, advanced to the race along with Dylan Izzo, who finished second. Of the cars that went home, Blake Barney, who finished third in the B Main, collected one thousand fifty dollars, even though he didn't qualify. All cars in attendance and staffing were provided in the least $300 gas money and awards for attempting to qualify. This is how you run a modified race. It can be done. Track owners out there, listen up. This is their blueprint for it. Contingency Awards. Hard Charger, a grand, Todd Owen. Stones Performance Parts, fastest lap, Chase Dowling. Uh, Chase Dowling also got 300 for the Pepsi Challenge. Heat winners, Priest, Rocco, Myers, Williams, all $300. Conti winners, another 300 Eric Goodall from Long Island. Marcelo Rufano had a fantastic year. A hard luck award, $500 gift certificate too. the car on its side. Woody Pitcat and car on Stan Muritz. Stan says, here's the $500 bag. Get me back in the race. TriTrack track Open Modified Series will release details about their up-and-coming 2021 season scheduled in the near future. Stay tuned. TriTrack track Modifieds. It started out with three races. I believe it was six years ago. And boy, this thing is growing and finally gets in to a NASCAR track in Connecticut on this uh, pandemic season. Again, Chase Darling comes away with the big win, his second big win of the year. No championships, but some big paychecks. Ronnie Williams, second, Matt Hirschman, and crowned the champion again. Uh, third, Justin Bonsignori, the Whalen Modified Champ, entered to fray for fourth. Matty Swanson driving Old Blue. In fifth place, Richard Savory made his dad proud. Uh, Les Hinckley made, uh, let me see here, a couple of uh, photographers. And uh, made them awful happy, too, their best friends. Ronnie Silk was eighth, Burt Myers' tenth. Fantastic field on that. Um, People don't realize it, but John McKennedy ended up second in the Whalen Points this year after the Thompson final race. A lot of changes in that, and McKennedy with Tommy Baldwin is a magic combination. Let me see what else we got here. Angels Collision Service. They were going to be rebuilding at number 10. Really doesn't need much work for the Monster Mini for next year. And we'll see what Keith Ballou is going to decide on racing at. But Angels Collision Service, they'll probably have some more hours now. Getting dark early and the golf course is winding down. Rob will be at the uh, repair facility more hours now. They're located at 274 Putnam Pike, Japatcha, Rhode Island, 401-949-3952. From at least 8.30 in the morning till 5, unless they're in the middle painting a car. Where our windshield replacements also and expert color matching right on the premises with over 26 years experience in the business and will work with all insurance companies. Very secured fence, barbed wire on the top. LED lighting, you know, waiting for one of those insur- insurance adjustments to make that final settlement. Your car will be in great hands if you do business with Angels Collision Service. 401 949 Fifty-two, Cereo's is not open today unless he's doing a fundraiser. But tomorrow, uh, 401-568-7187, you can get the Jeff Kamash special, Blanche uh, Cheese Pizza, every Tuesday at Cereo's. And that's 15 slices on a rectangle crust, a beautiful golden cornmeal crust on it with no grease. And uh, Sunday dinner for two at Cereo's Pizza Rammer and Restaurant, uh, 19 your choice of six to ten entrees, including soda or coffee, including decaf. Top that all off. You'll feel so guilty, You'll uh, give the server an extra fin on that. It'll make her happy or him happy, Jimmy happy, and you. Comma comes right around. And don't forget, then she's going to remind you, you've also got included in 1999, a homemade dessert. So you take that, you go home, and you... want. Uh, have a nice uh, sit-down, watch a out of football, and have a homemade dessert with your coffee or your colds and Brewski right in your own home. Cereo's Petra and Restaurant, it also does the catering. They did our last birthday party up in the Quiet Corner, and there was always extra food. Also, Fenway Park withdrawals. You know, the Red Sox are never going to make it back to the World Series. Not with Mookie World gone. But for the ambiance of Yorkie Way, order a Fenway Park special. A large meatball, Italian sausage combination grinder. Uh, green and red peppers, onions, and don't you dare kill it with cheese. You'll swear you're right on Yorkie Way for only five fifty on Thursday. At Cereal's Pizza Rammer and Restaurant, pick up a delivery or dining room is now open. Uh, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, 11 to 8. Saturday and Sunday with the best breakfast at 8 o'clock. And uh, close Monday and Wednesday unless there's a fundraiser. Four zero one five six eight seventy one eighty seven. 7187. See what else we got here for more results. We're looking at the time. We're doing good. Tonight's show is produced by JR. Doing a great job there. Last week he played guitar, and this week he played drums. Uh, we got a lot of information here, too, on a Grand Estate Pro Stock series. And they crowned their champion this week, also over at the London, New London Waterford Speed Bowl. And uh, Joey Paul Pawlowski, I uh, would call him Joey Pole. finished off his championship 2020 with a win. What a way to go out. How huh? would a win? He didn't back in or anything like that. He had a checkered flag right in his hand, too. The driver of that Hot Rod 97, who had all those fantastic duels down there with Derek Griffith and Valsito and the rest of the crew, Scully, down at Seacock Speedway over the year, finally gets rewarded this year. All that great career, too, up at Oxford Plain Speedway. Uh, with his uh, racing career. The driver of the car, 97, dueled with Angelo Balsido over the final 17 laps, winning by 0. .103 seconds and clinched the 2020 Granite State Pro Stock Series championship. Cloudy skies greeted the teams as they arrived for the second time in a month at the same track. This was a 100-lap affair and the crowning of the 2020 champion. Mother Nature did make them wait a bit, too. They had to wait for the track to be dried out. What a finish on that they had. Uh, also, I like that, too, because uh, a lot of your veterans from Seacock Speedway, you know, decided to take the dust balls off and get the covers off the car and get out there and do some racing. And Seacock Speedway veteran, a good friend of ours, Freddie Estelle, finished eighth in another race in this division, along with another pair of Seacock regular racers, Dylan Estrella former track champion, and Tom Scully, Jr., completing the top ten. So uh, Dave Sherman, my cousin, would be very, very happy that Scully got the car out there and got it home at one piece for a top ten finishing. You didn't know Dave was my cousin, huh? Okay. How about Derek Caprol, too, on the town crew here in Wasaka? Another relative. Uh, Joey Poe comes away with the win in the championship over Angelo Belsito. He had a fantastic year this year. Dave Darling, also with a win under his belt. Another Seacock regular with, uh, I believe, six or seven championships. Uh, Made the fray again for a third-place finish. Not too shabby in a different division. Uh, 90 New Hampshire, Casey Call. Mikey O'Sullivan, a former champion, fifth. Gabe Brown, the young driver from Oxford Plains Speedway, made the uh, trip down. For a beautiful 6th place finish. And Hardlock, uh, 93 Connecticut, Ray Christian III. We've been talking about him for 4 years. In the first half of the season. In the Grand Estate Pro Stocks and other past type of races. He was the guy to beat. Freddie Estelle, congratulations. Uh, proved that he's not over the hill yet with an 8th place finish. Estrella, Tom Scully. I'm um, looking at uh, Alexander Pearl made the uh, trip too. I uh, switch gears. Bobby Pellin came up from Seacock. Mike Jenison, coming from Thompson and Seacock, in the 22. Uh, Mike Mitchell, he's been around a long time, too, in a lot of different divisions. Devin O'Connell and Craig Weinstein, along with Ryan Lyman. So a lot of the regulars at the other tracks uh, got the cobwebs off the car and got in there. and That that must have been one hell of a race. And nice payouts, too. I want a big thank you on that. For all the press releases the last five years that I've got, from Mike Parks, from uh, Grand Estate Pro Stock Series, uh, a lot of information because those guys put on a lot, of frequent flyer of miles, along with the Niebuhr, uh NEMA and Nema lights. You know, they really help out and make the job easy. And thank you too for furnishing the drivers uh, for the interviews on the series and uh, for the racing season on Race Chatter Radio. Barrowville Motor Sales is open right now and Larry's 24-hour towing. Also used auto and truck sales, a lockout service, jump-starting service. You still have that stimulus money. you still got a few used cars and truck sales with new arrivals daily. Owner Peter Druin, Jerry, John, Brian, the rest of the staff, ASE certified five days a week from 8 to 5. And you can get a Rhode Island State inspection, one of 11 states left, by calling 401-568-6286 and make an appointment. Expert body work and insurance estimates right on the premises. They work with all companies. Boroughville Motor Sales and Larry's 24-hour towing. 401-568-6286. Last week's show, when I was uh, rattling off all the results in that, I did not give you the results of the... Wayland Modified Tour on that. And Kobe uh, did not win it. Monsignori did not. Craig Lutz emerges with the uh, winning vehicle in the last Wayland Modified Tour point race. And that was at uh, the Sunoco World Series at Thompson Speedway. And uh, Justin Signori gets his second championship in that division. Uh, John McKennedy, who was one of three or four drivers in Uh, The Northeast region that can drive anything, on any division, on any racetrack. Won again in the Isthmus Super Modified Big Block Sunoco World Series. The past super late model point leader, DJ Shaw, uh, driving the 60, extended his margin with a win in the Sunoco World Series. And uh, also Keith Rocco won both races at Thompson Speedway this year on this very crazy short season year that they had up there. Randy Carabarro won the trophy, too, in the regular uh, NEMA light race. And Ryan Warneman won both races this year in the limited sportsman feature, driving the 24, not the black 75. So he won both of the races this year in that. He's another former champion. Uh, John O'Sullivan took the advantage for a late start in the SK light modified feature and comes away with the win on that. But Craig Lutz ended the 2020 uh, NASCAR win Modified Tour season on the highest of highs with his second win of the year at Connecticut's Thompson Speedway. And while uh, Lutz swiped the lead from John McKennedy with seven laps remaining and hung on for the win, and that was a 150-lap main event at the 58th Annual Sunoco World Series. And uh, he's from Holtzville, Long Island, New York. And Long Island, New York, Justin Bonsignore, secured his second series championship. Then he also got in in that open modified race at the end of the season. The 26-year-old Lutz earned his fourth career win modified tour win and his very first ever at Thompson Speedway. He's 32 years old for Bonsignore. The title was a capstone of the 2020 season where he finished no no worse than fifth in any of the events in 2020. Six-time champion Doug Colby, who was not in his familiar uh, number two uh, driving for that team who disbanded in the off-season, drove as an owner-driver this year in the unfamiliar number 10, and he could not catch him. He started on the pole and led the first 30 laps, and then McKennedy surged ahead in the Baldwin-prepared car and uh, entering turn three and paced the field until the fourth caution flap, uh, flap, flap at uh, lap 73 uh, for Dave Sappinsley's spin. Uh, need all, nearly all of the lead lap cars chose to pit for the right side tires, and that's when the strategy came due, and a few of the teams changed the way they did their tires, and it worked out for the winning combination teams. Tommy Baldwin and these other guys are so sharp at what they do. Just one little tire pressure change, take one of the tires, put it on a different position of the car within the rules of the race, and you can make yourself an awful lot of money. Uh, Now, Buffon uh, bagged also the four-figure $1,000 prize in the open Sunoco World Series uh, street stock division. And that was the biggest win of his career, $1,000 in the street stock open. That was in Friday night's event uh 25-lap feature to uh, make it a uh, three-day event uh, pure on that. Chad Baxter had led the whole race. He calls Pascoe, Rhode Island, home, a former mini-stock champion at Thompson Speedway. And over the years, he's driven 10 and a few of the other cars at uh, Seekonk Speedway, uh, Thompson, and other racetracks. It looked like he had that thing locked right up. With about three laps to go, a big puff of smoke on turn three and four with nobody even near him. And he cooked the motor. It was all done. So, you know, you win some, you lose some. Uh, same thing on his brother driving a 24, uh, Joey Baxter. I don't know how many second-place brights made finishes and point, final point standings he had on his illustrious career, too. I really miss those two guys battling it out with the uh, three or four Mikulski brothers up there at uh, Thompson Speedway. A good part of the history that we have with racing here on the local level. You know, the guy the will watch out for this year is going to be Eric Berent. Uh Another driver. He's won two or three in a row up in the London Waterford in that SK division up there. And if you look at his record close up at Stafford Speedway, I think he's climbed the charts up there. He's got like 21 career wins up there, too. Real qualified, uh, quality, modified driver. And there's so many of them. What do we think going to happen in 2021? Will Thompson rebound? Ten races, ten races, come from 23 races down to almost no races and make all their money with other events at the track and on the road course and different events. Uh, we've talked about the drifting races that I've gone over there, the events uh, with my grandson, to record crowds. Eighteen to 20,000 people with no, no exaggeration, to car shows for the drifts and uh, limbo type of events, or motorcycle races, opens, and uh, so many other options at Thompson Speedway. Will the pass and the act tour emerge uh, with a full season, or 7 to 10, or maybe 23 races for 2021? It'd be a shame to see the, one of the largest tracks in New England, a 5.8 mile. Uh, be put by the wayside into sleep. But, on the other hand, a track that I never thought would reopen with the uh, court cases and appeals and everything else pending at the New London Waterford Speed Bowl and yet turn around and make the investment, repave it, new brand stands, and finally get it up and running without NASCAR, NASCAR will not approve that track. And uh, come away with 10 or 11 races and started building it right back up in the right direction. Maybe for a a potential sale. You know, he's got a product to sell now with a track record. Who knows? We'll have to see how this all works out. Stafford emerges the big winner. Of all of it, with the Friday night schedule, very, very few rain god victories. I've seen years up there with three or four Fridays in a row, constantly get pounded by rain, and then all the other tracks have their regular schedules, Saturday and Sunday, and they couldn't regroup. Now, this year they lucked it out, and the rumor is—I haven't talked to the family of the track, but you know hearsay and stuff like that—they were in the right place at the right time, with a pay-per-view cable company this year that had their back covered. Before the virus even hit. And then Governor Lamont come down with uh, the restrictions on seating capacity. And each New England state had a different set of rules on operating automobile racetracks. And uh, Stafford emerged uh, a uh, winner on that. I believe it ended up with a 25% capacity. But got all the race teams in there and didn't get killed by the rain guards. And then had the cable contract, too, with that. And then emerged and finally uh, relinquished. And after having their 80-lap open races, with tremendous success the last three or four years, sponsoring their own open modifieds, opened the door to the Tri-Track $10,000 finale at the end of the season. And uh, really, it was a home run. So that particular track is in great financial shape. And open their eyes to the possibilities of 2021. It's a great venue to watch a race too. Uh, no charge for parking. And uh, just a great, great historic racetrack in New England. Uh, and urge your families and take your family members to the Destination Mystery Ride for Friday night racing up there. And then Saturday, hopefully, uh, Massachusetts will be back open. The most crippled of all the short tracks in all New England was the only racetrack in Massachusetts, the Seekonk Speedway, who settled uh, by going with the Friday night schedule without a single paid attendance, just paid pit crews and drivers and entry fees for the lower divisions to keep the track up and running on a Friday night schedule. They never did get the Saturday night show in there. And they could not afford to have the pro stocks run with that kind of money involved. So they're in limbo, the pro stocks, as mentioned, a lot of those drivers uh, switched over and went into the Grand Estate Pro Stocks to get some laps in and um, probably to appease their sponsors for a year. And a big hats off, too, to all of those valuable sponsors. Now think about that. They already paid before the season started. Back when it was snowing out, the plans for the 2020 season, signage at the track, radio contracts, uh, sponsors with the drivers, the garages, the team owners, all of that, and not many of them bailed out and walked away. I can tell you the same thing happened uh, in a personal level with a lot of your lower uh, Little League sponsors who had the same problems condensing eight teams down to two to at least give the kids some place to have exercise with this pandemic season. And I didn't hear of any of the Little League sponsors walking away from their obligation either. A big hats off to any sponsors in any of the sports in New England this year that also took the biggest crippling financial part of it this year with the virus as it went through. Uh, it can go nowhere but up. Uh, NASCAR, baseball, and basketball handled the pandemic better than all of the other major league sports. We'll see if football can finish the season without a major outbreak again. I I think the pendulum's going the other way, and I think the virus is going to come back because we're all letting our guard down. That's my personal opinion. We're going to get educated a lot more on that tomorrow on the Author's (laughs) Hour with uh, the number one expert in my mind. Dr. Michael Fine is going to be my guest tomorrow morning. Uh, He's an author, and he's also one of the most respected views on the pandemic in the Rhode Island area. He's going to be on our author's hour show tomorrow morning. But uh, getting back to NASCAR, NASCAR got a revised schedule and ran without fans because of the national TV contracts. And they never skipped a beat. And now they're going to contract concentrate on the last two or three races to crown their champions and stuff like that, and to also keep their sponsors happy with the national exposure on the cable TV contracts, stuff like that. Basketball did it in the bubble, and uh, hockey did the same thing with their bubbles and uh, really created some excitement. I'll I'll make a personal comment that my son Wayne brought up to me, and he said, you know, this World Series this year with this... uh, The way baseball has done it with the uh, 60-game schedule and then bang, 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 all the teams got in those playoffs and it was rapid fire. It was just like American Legion and AAU tournaments. It didn't seem like a World Series because it was so rapid fire, but it won the fans back as far as I'm concerned. We'll have to see what the final ratings are on that. But you had underdogs. You had the favorites. And now we got one of the richest teams in baseball against one of the small market teams and has three games to two. So hopefully the uh, uh, Tampa will win tonight and make it seven. Uh, one other thing in sports, i got something I would like to do a homework project with you on W N R I at Yahoo.com. One of the most underrated shows we have at WNRI is The, the Joe Show on Mondays and Wednesdays on sports. And the guy is a sitting sports encyclopedia. He really is. He's not a standing because he has to sit in his chair the same one Amen. He's come a long way. He's got some really good sponsors that have been loyal to him on his show. He's got the national interviews part of the show and local interviews bought from the experts. He does his homework. And we had an interesting discussion today On my personal four black spots in sports in New England, in my mind. Babe Ruth being sold to the Yankees. Monday and Friday. Monday and Friday. He's on the air from 9.30 to 11 o'clock. We're talking about the Joe Show. Thank you, JR. And then uh, I'm going to put number two and number three. I think it's going to work out Mookie Betts. Uh, being released with the trade with the Red Sox to the Dodgers and probably going to win 8 to 10 championships out there. Bobby Orr, slap in the face to finish his career with the Blackhawks instead of being 25% owner or 50% owner of the Boston Bruins, which he actually deserved. He revolutionized the game of hockey and got slapped in the face when his knees got wore out from the beating, revolutionized, changing the game as a rushing defenseman. Not rushing the nationality, his style of play. The greatest all-around hockey player I have ever seen in my life. I think Mark Messier is right up there too. But he's a Sherman Tank type of player. But also, the other one is Mr. Tom Brady. The way he was treated and exited out of the Patriot stadium. Now with Tampa, with one of the most loaded arsenals he has ever had in his career. We did the counting and Brady from point A as a high, high draft pick way back on the sixth round or whatever it was when they drafted him to the six championships and the all time, the all time, the all time, maybe the greatest ever get exited out after working with 83 different wide receivers in his career, where all the other greats had their regular wide receivers, their regular tight ends for 10, 15 years to really get established with each other, to be treated the way he did, if he can ever win or get in the Super Bowl, against my Pittsburgh Steelers this year with their six championships. They had them before the Patriots. And they lost two to Dallas, which they should have never lost. But wouldn't it be great to see Big Ben against Tom Brady in the Super Bowl? Boy, I'll tell you, it would make me happy. And I think it would make Joe and Jr. happy, too. Uh, That concludes the race chatter season. 2020. We'll be back on after the Daytona race in February. Thank you to all of our sponsors that made this possible. Our DMP Performance, our original sponsor. Angels Collision, original sponsor. Hopkin Brothers Auto Repair, an original sponsor. Harvest Moon, Cereals, Barrova Motors, Green Dragon, American Beauty, original sponsors for eight years on the air with the award-winning NASCAR small market radio program, The Race Chatter. Thank you very much. We'll be on again tomorrow morning with the Author's Hour, and we're going to talk with Dr. Michael Fine. Remember tomorrow, have the best day of your life.